Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. In today's episode of LinkedIn Smart Podcast, we are going to talk to Basim Saber, who is the managing partner and head of performance marketing at Igloo, a digital marketing agency in Dubai. Basim is very active on social media, especially on LinkedIn, and he's going to talk about how LinkedIn helps him to grow his company. Here is Basim Saber. So, Basim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Vit. Basim, can you introduce yourself a little bit, little bit more that uh, people who are listening to our LinkedIn Smart Podcast, they will know who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. So as you said, my name is Basim Sabit. I am uh, one of the co-founders and uh, head of performance marketing at Igloo. Igloo is a digital marketing agency that is based in Dubai for seven years. We started the business back in 2004 in Lebanon, Beirut. So we had it for 10, 11 years, and then we moved it here in 2014. And um, at Igloo, of course, we sell uh, digital marketing services, marketing services, uh, building websites, etc. And I had the performance, performance marketing side of the business. And that is uh, anything to do with paid advertising, uh, SEO, email marketing, marketing automation, and so forth. So that's what I do. And uh, how I help clients is obviously by integrating all these uh, elements into their uh, strategies and helping them grow their revenues. In a nutshell, that's what I do. Right. Uh, today, we're going to talk mostly about LinkedIn and about how you actually appearing on LinkedIn and how you would, would you do on LinkedIn because you're big time on LinkedIn. I like that. But before we start and talking about the current times, I would like to go a little bit back and ask you, how did you start with LinkedIn? Uh, did you start in the same like, uh, you know, majority of us who had a LinkedIn profile and didn't do much with it uh, and then just one day realized that perhaps that might be a good uh, social media platform to explore and uh, that was. So how did you start with LinkedIn? Uh, yes. So obviously, as we sell it as a service, right? So we sell social media as a service. So I do that for clients. And by understanding the real value of being on social media and by uh, seeing others benefiting from social media, including my clients, I was like, why not me trying to do that? So I started researching a little bit more how I can monetize in a way me being on social media. And then I started testing a few things here and there. And I was, of course, uh, super uncomfortable being in front of a camera. So basically creating video content. So I started before uh, creating just uh, text posts and uh, just doing that on a regular basis. And then I started moving to video. And it took me basically over one year of thinking before I stood in front of a camera and shot my first video. So uh, the objective was to be, to generate more business for Igloo. That's one. And that is what I'm achieving now. And second, I wanted to help others. So that's basically to add value to others by me sharing what I know. So if you realize now the tips that I share on LinkedIn is stuff that I know. So how to do, uh, you know, how to build a marketing automation funnel or what is the benefits of email or uh, running a webinar about SEO. So that's what I do. So I get a lot of energy from it and a lot of fulfillment by just uh, sharing content and getting the feedback that is, uh, you know, 
how I'm helping others, how they are implementing it into the business. So basically two, two, two objectives really, helping me and my business, getting more leads and business, and that's what we are achieving. And second, adding a lot of value to, uh, to others, to other people on, uh, on the platform. You are talking about LinkedIn and I was, I was actually asking uh, more about, you know, when did you start or was it, was it any specific moment that you realized that maybe LinkedIn is a good platform for you to explore? And when, when it was, was it, was it like, you know, a lot of years back or was it just a two years back or three years back? What, what, was, what was that? Yes, uh, well, I started probably a couple of years back, but not that active. So I was posting once, twice a week and I wasn't really getting a lot of traction. And I think that's because of video. Now that I'm creating video, I, uh, I see a huge difference. So probably I started like two years ago, uh, posting once, twice a week, and now posting almost every day. So now I post probably around seven or 10 posts a week. So I post, let's say five to six days a week, one to two posts every day, every day right? So I post around 10. Uh, posts per week, I'd say seven to 10 posts a week. And then the traction is amazing. I think that's when I started like a couple of years back, but really I'm seeing the benefits and the traction for the past probably three months, four months being okay. active. And it didn't take time literally in just a couple of months of being active on a regular basis, adding a lot of value that, that just made the, you know, that peak in a way. It's awesome. I like what you said because I like to talk to people who are practitioners, uh, who are exploring the, the platform and they know what's, uh, what's happening because they're using it for themselves. And you as a digital marketer, of course, you need to be in forefront of, of, of all this, right? Because if you want to present, for example, certain strategies to your clients, uh, to your customers, you need to know what's happening. You need to know how to implement certain, certain things. So I really like that, that uh, you actually exploring the platform ahead of, ahead of the curve and, uh, and then pushing videos, man, like uh, you speaking my mind. Uh, I love that. I love that because I think videos are really a big time. Actually, just today I made a post about, about this, that you actually need to create videos because seven out of my 10 posts last week, the top uh, 10, seven of them were videos with the most comments and most engagement. So. How do you find actually posting on a, on a LinkedIn in terms of a video? What does it bring to you and uh, how do you see the difference between text posts, for example, and, and the video post? So I'd say the difference between text posts or image posts and video, talking from a personal uh, page, not a, uh, not a business page. Of course, when you are putting videos out there, people start knowing who you are. So now I consume your videos, for example, and I really know who you are as a person. So I start knowing who you are and I start engaging with you because I like who you are as a person. So when I write a comment, I'll be like, I'm actually talking to Vitek, right? I'm not talking to someone that I do not know, even though I've seen your profile picture. But you know what I mean? With video, you really know who the person is. So that's one. Second, you can express yourself a lot more, you as a content creator, with video, rather than text post. Yeah, and, and if we know it, right? So that's, that's the benefit in a way. The other benefit from a user perspective, users like to consume videos more than text in a way, because it's a lot easier to consume. Instead of reading a long text, just clicking you know, the play button 
and just hearing the video and whatever 30 second one minute video it's a lot easier to consume and that's what video is the biggest uh, content type that is consumed nowadays do you project these findings which you exploring on a linkedin to your day-to-day -day work with your clients and customers i would like to <laughs> the thing is we know that video is um, is more costly than than other forms of contact and i do not work with individuals as an agency we work with clients so the clients that we work with we do uh, we create their social media content and then we publish it so we execute it for them and we do the community management and so forth but imagine today if we create two videos for them it's going to cost them you know x and if we create uh, you know 20 posts for them that are static it will cost them exactly the same so video production costs a lot more so that's why not a lot of clients invest not a lot of smes i would say invest in video but we know and they know that the video whenever we create and post a video the engagement on it and the views and so forth is a lot higher than a regular static uh, or image based content or post so of course we'd like our clients to use it more because we know the benefits but it comes with its uh, difficulties or mm -hmm. with its challenges i would say sure i got it what are what are the things which you're taking away from the platform from linkedin platform and implementing in the client's work is there anything what you're testing for example on your platform or during your linkedin activities which you're then taking and implementing for your clients yeah i think being on the platform i mean i don't know how many hours you spend on the platform but i spend probably a couple of hours a day on the platform between posting and replying and engaging and wishing others happy birthday and uh, right like all these things i don't know how many hours you spend a day on the platform yeah probably about the same two to three hours a day yeah and of course you're doing even live sessions so you would spend even more than me so yeah so when we spend a couple of hours on a platform a day you know that's a good uh, 14 15 hours a week so we learn so much about the platform because we're not only posting but we're seeing all the trends all the new things all the new features before anybody else seeing it so when we are seeing something that is valuable of course we take it straight away to our client and we say hey you know we've done this this is a new feature that is awesome uh, we're gonna try it on your platform I think that's the big time benefit as a as an agency member i would say right you're talking about new features which brings me to another question which would be what do you like from linkedin for the new features don't put me on the spot <laughs> uh, i personally don't like much the stories i would say i like them uh, what i like about them let me put it this way what i like about them is for example if i'm running a webinar and it's, I created, let's say the, the post, yeah, the image uh, graphic post. I just put it on my story, but I do not like these, uh, the things that you put on the image, you know, all these graphs, the graphics. I do not like that. And uh, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. You cannot put a link on the story, right? So when I'm running my webinar, I cannot put a link to it. Uh, so you cannot click on it, and come to the webinar, right? To the webinar post. So I don't necessarily see the benefit there for me personally. I see a lot of people using it, but I feel like it's missing these couple of elements. Like uh, specifically, if I want to promote a post and I put it on my story, 
you know, give me that feature where I can click on it, where users can click on it and come to that post to consume it. Uh, but of course, it is super relevant for brands. It's super relevant for a lot of people, but not to me personally. Uh, that's in terms of the story. I like the poll, you know, the poll that, uh, you know, the kind of um, questionnaire, if you will. I like that. I see that beneficial because it helps me personally and it helps my clients as well. So, for example, today I created a poll um, and that poll is to help uh, new business owners or new startups, right? And that poll is about what type of marketing, you know, helps you the first year of starting a business, whether it is outbound calling or whether it is creating content, so content marketing, whether it is uh, paid advertising or something else. So you as a new business owner today, because we all started the business and we struggled at the beginning because we didn't know much, you know, how to do it. Today, if you're a business owner and you consume that poll and you see a lot of comments on it and, and you, you know, you see what, what people are voting, etc., it makes you think and it gives you some options and some clarity. So I think it adds a lot of value to me if I'm doing a research and it adds a lot of value to, to, the, to the readers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love polls as well. I, I think it's a, it's a great feature which uh, we as a business owners, we can use a lot for our businesses to research what our client wants and we can ask them really very specific questions and uh, basically just uh, gather the data from this. I, I think it's really, really very undervalued and underutilized feature which is still quite new on LinkedIn but uh, I think it will, it will pick up in terms of, of using it. I've seen you using it very well. I, I like that. Basim, you were talking about, about your, your LinkedIn presence. Do you have any plan what, what you do? Like, do you have any LinkedIn strategy as such? Yeah, in a way, yes. Um, and I think it's important to have one. So first, it's important, of course, to identify the, the target audience. So for me, I talk to a lot of audiences, if you will. So it's, I think that's very important because I see a lot of people not having a strategy and they post completely different things all the time. And when they sit down and think of a strategy, then the content strategy changes. So I think it's important first to identify that. And I have identified that. My target audience today as an agency, because we target the medium to large size clients, my target audience is the marketing managers of institutions. My target audience is not the business owners because business owners are usually the smaller businesses. We don't target those, although we service them, and although we have quite uh, a big chunk of our business comes from the smaller businesses. But I'd say our target is the medium to large. So I target that. I target this target audience. But uh, my second objective, as I just mentioned to you, is I uh, like to help others. So I like to help the SMEs personally. Correct? So uh, my content is talking to the marketing managers and is talking to the SMEs as well to the business owners and the small, uh, yeah, the startups and so forth, because I like to help them personally. So I think first it's important to identify that. And then of course, it's important to identify, you know, what type of content your audience like to consume. And it's, you know, funny we're talking about that because I created a poll last, I think I posted the post last week about the results. And uh, the question is what type of content do you like to consume? And I think out of like 200 people or so, uh, so it was video content, podcast, text, and all of a mix of the above. And around 60% was saying mix of the above, right? And I was expecting like 60% would come from video because we know that video likes, you know, is the most consumed type of content today. But people say that they like to consume a mix of those. So it's important to identify that. So if your users like to consume short videos, you have to create short videos for them. 
if your consumers like to read the blog posts of 2,000 words, then you have got to consume, produce that for them. So that's the strategy. My other strategy is, because now I know what works, is to post on a regular basis. So at least I'll post seven times a week. That's, that's what I would do, right? Uh, my other strategy is to engage. I realized when I first started posting only, your, your community would not grow. The only way for my community to grow is to engage. So I'd go and engage on your post. I go and engage on other people's posts. I scratch your back, you get to scratch my back. I go and comment on your post, your audience sees my post. They like it, right? They, they kind of follow me, etc. So I think these are the strategy, posting on a regular basis, other than, of course, knowing first who the audience and what type of content. Posting on a regular basis, for me, seven to 10 times a week, and engaging on a regular basis. I go in almost every single day, I go to notifications, and I see who is celebrating his or her birthday, and I wish them happy birthday. That's, that's a given for me. And trust me, man, I've built so many relationships because today, I mean, I don't know how many followers you have, but I have, let's say 10,000, which is not a lot, but it's not nothing, right? And do you think I know all these 10,000 people? No way. But every single day when I go and wish people happy birthday, I start creating discussions with these guys and start building relationships with them. I start adding value, they start adding value to me. So I do that every single day. What I do as well, if I see someone celebrating his or her anniversary, a business anniversary, anniversary or starting a new job, I go and say congratulations, right? So these are the things that I do and I know that they add a lot of value and they help me grow my community. So these are a few of the things that I do. If you like to turn your LinkedIn into a lead generating tool, you should consider to enroll in our LinkedIn business audit session. This 45 minute strategic call will give you answers you're looking for. We will show you a step-by-step -step strategy of what you need to do on LinkedIn in order to start generating business and land clients from your LinkedIn activities. Interested? Send your request to marketing at squaremotion.me or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Very interesting when, you, when you're talking about engagement because I think many people, they're missing this point. You know, a lot of, lot of people, they, they're posting on LinkedIn and they're not, not getting any results basically. And they think, you know, like uh, people, you know, are not responding to me. But actually, you first, first need to respond to other people in order for them to come back. Interestingly, actually, I just recently, a few weeks ago, I commented on somebody else's post and just like a one-liner there. And I got a lot of connection requests just because of this, because a lot of people went to that, that particular uh, comment of mine on somebody else's post and they find it interesting. So they went to my profile, they checked my profile and then asked me for connection. And those, those majority of them, they were my, my target audience. So as you can see, really by engaging with other people's posts, as you, as you rightly mentioned, it's a, it's a great way how to increase your visibility and obviously how to get noticed. And I think many people, they're missing this point. You know, this is a social, LinkedIn is a social media, right? Like LinkedIn is a place where you build relationships and relationships are built with the communication. As you correctly said, wishing happy birthday, wishing happy anniversary. There's a great uh, feature, which is actually on LinkedIn, which you can give kudos to, to your employees or to your clients. That's another undervalued or underutilized feature of LinkedIn which I don't see really many people do. So that's another, another way how you start building that conversation. And as you, as you correctly said, again, 10,000 people, you probably don't know everybody, but 
you can always try st uh, starting some kind of conversation. So I know you mentioned about all this, you know, how many times you post and, and all that. Um, do you have any awkward relationships uh, on LinkedIn or did you, did you find any time some, uh, some awkward conversations, for example, or something which, uh, which wasn't really, you know, was, was surprised you in some way or another? Do you have any story like that? I tell you that last time, for example, I was uh, watching a live session on uh, LinkedIn and uh, probably you were on it. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's uh, doing a lot of lives. And there was someone that says something completely you know, irrelevant and completely uh, unacceptable, if you will. So that, you know, it can happen. But so what? Uh, like, it, it will not disturb me personally if it happens. Uh, but I know that gentleman... I think actually he reacted very well to it, very professionally. But yeah, it can happen. Not that it happened to me personally. Mm. Did you any encounter any negativity on a LinkedIn? Any kind of, I don't say hatred, but you know, some kind of negative comments? Honestly, not a lot. I've encountered more on YouTube when I was uh, posting my stuff on YouTube, and now I removed the comments because I'm not focusing on YouTube. But I went, at the beginning, when I started posting my videos. Uh, yeah, I was receiving quite some negative and like irrelevant. So uh, yeah, people that that probably have not my, or they have like anger issues or they have issues themselves and they come and just, you know, blast on you as a person that has nothing to do with them, but they uh, come and, you know, put negative comments. And like we get actually, if I talk from my client's perspective, yeah, we get because with clients, we, we work on multiple platforms and, you know, we boost their posts. So we get sometimes a lot of people that yeah, just, just want to put negative things, right? So you just have to deal with it professionally and just move on. And it's not about, like, I don't take it personally because I know it's not about me. It's about them. They have issues. Uh, and then uh, they would come and just put it on anybody, right? People that fight in bars and clubs and on the street, they have anger issues. It has nothing to do with you. I mean, most of the time, I would say. Actually, uh, I just uh, remember... Spencer Lodge, I think I think you know him as well very well. He always he he keeps he keeps saying that um, you know there are basically there are few people uh, like there are always like a th one third one third of the people they love you one third of the people they hate you and the the rest of it uh, basically they just don't give a you know, they they don't give a damn. So you need to yeah. deal with with all these all these things on uh, on LinkedIn and on other social media. And what he actually likes to do, and he keeps uh, talking about it quite a bit, you know, be a little bit controversial. Because if you're a little bit controversial, then you can actually what you can do is you can actually create a good um, good uh, discussions as well around around that. So that's uh, that's kind of interesting interesting to to know. So uh, another question which I, which I have and which you already touched upon, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn and how do you spend that time on LinkedIn? So on weekends, I don't tend to spend the two hours, I would say. I just go in on weekends and um, do probably half an hour to one hour a day. I try not to post on weekends. I try not to post. And I'd like to spend my time with my family. I have two kids and, and of course a wife. Not of course, but I have a wife and two kids. <laughs> so um, I try to spend time with them. And I have my two brothers here as well in Dubai. So I'd like to see them and friends or whatever. So I try to keep the weekend for that. But on a, on a regular uh, weekday, I'd spend on average two hours a day. And I post, as I mentioned, like seven to uh, ten posts a week. And I think you already mentioned that majority of the time is uh, 
time spent on the posting, but also engaging. It's creating, which takes a lot of time, as you know, hmm. <laughs> scripting and uh, shooting the videos and editing the videos. I mean, that takes a lot of time. People underestimate that. I mean, especially if you want to do it like you and I do it. We like to add subtitles because we know the value of subtitles. We like to keep a certain image because we have, you know, we're in that space. We're in that business. We sell that as a service. But if you just take your phone, and I think a lot of people should do that. They shouldn't stop because they need a good camera and a tripod and a put, the, you know, the subtitles or whatever. I think people should start with taking their phones, literally standing in front of a good uh, light, natural light, uh, and just start creating. Yeah. Mm. And better than creating even documenting right so what we you and i are doing mm. so now we're creating pieces of content without necessarily you know creating them right we're just documenting so that video is going to go into so many shorter videos and shorter tips to add value so documenting is the best way but it takes a lot of our time to document to create and then to post and then to engage do you actually prepare content calendar for for your linkedin linkedin activities yeah, so I'll tell you how I do it. And actually, I made a video that I'm going to post in the next couple of days, how to create ideas. Actually, let me just tell you, what is it called? So uh, come up with post ideas. And so that's one. So how to come up with post ideas. And the second video is how to create videos for LinkedIn. So I'm just sharing with others how to create videos on LinkedIn, right? Or if you don't have lights, stand in front of a natural light. Don't stand too far from the camera because you see videos sometimes where the person is too far from the camera and you can barely hear them or they have a lot of background noise, or they're not having subtitles, or it's difficult to understand their accent. Mm -hmm. So I'm creating these two videos, and I'm sharing what I do, basically, and um, how I create post ideas. So yes, I have, I use Evernote, and Evernote is just like a notes uh, uh, yeah, application, right? But you can use a Word document or an Excel sheet, and I'd add all my post ideas there. And I have, for example, the topics that I wanna talk about, and that's answering your question. So. I'd say I want to talk about social media. I want to talk about SEO. I want to talk about marketing automation. Let's say in, a, in an Excel format. Yeah, these are the columns. And then I have under SEO this topic, this topic, this topic, this topic, and I create them. And I know, for example, that now I am posting three videos a week. I was sick, as you know, so I was not posting the last couple of weeks, but now I'm starting to post again three times a week. So I create three times a week. And how I create them, I draft the scripts and I know that you have an application that you created a post actually on it. So you read from an application. So what I do, how I create them, I memorize short phrases. Now this is a new way of doing it because I have a teleprompter, but reading from a teleprompter, and that's something that I spoke to you offline as well. When I read from a teleprompter, I don't look natural. I cannot read and be natural. So I decided to memorize short phrases and I keep repeating this phrase until I'm happy with it. And uh, so basically I script, I uh, shoot the short phrases and basically that's it. I take that video, I edit it. I actually give it to an editor. He creates the, you know, the top and down, the footer and header as the subtitles to it. I give him the script, he has the subtitle and I post them. Hmm. That's how I do it. You post quite a, a lot of content as you already mentioned. Have you seen some specific time which would you think that people are engaging more with the content? What would be the time for the people you would, you would recommend? I don't know, man. I mean, I create, sometimes I post at 11 at night because I couldn't post the other day and these posts, they do amazingly well. I think it's about the piece of content. I always tell people, if your target is in the UAE, for example, it is better to post 
early in the morning. So let's say by eight, nine o'clock, because you are capturing the audience that is in the morning and the audience that is in the afternoon. But that's not a rule. I realize that this is not a rule. I post sometimes in the evening and uh, the post gets a huge uh, engagement and shares and whatever it is. Sometimes I post in the morning and I think it's an amazing post and it doesn't get you know, as much traction. So I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I see a lot of people posting in the evening, including our friend Nero, for example. I, I see her that she's posting quite a bit in the evening and her posts are getting a, a fair amount of engagement. So I don't know, man. And, and sorry, just to continue on that. I thought always that weekend doesn't create a lot of engagement because people are busy with the different things, right? We know on LinkedIn, usually business people are using it or whatever, professionals, I would say. So you, they use it during the week, during their working hours. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like Instagram, you're, you don't wanna use it in, inside the office, for example. You use your LinkedIn because it kind of adds value to your business. On weekend, I was expecting, based on things that we have read, and based on things that we have tested with clients, that weekends are usually not the best for LinkedIn. But the post that I created a case study about that got, I don't know how many hundred likes, and how many hundred comments that was posted on a weekend. So the, I don't think there is a rule. I think it's just about the piece of content. Yeah. I yeah. don't know, what do you think? Same, same, similar, similar things. I feel that especially, and actually that's, that's, that's a good, good question to ask because um, I just read the study by, by Mazen, my our friend, our friend Mazen, right? Uh, he was researching the behavioral changes during the COVID period of people who are actually online and they, it was clearly shown that people were pushing towards the evening hours, you know, spending content because probably during the day they were, they were busy with other things. So they had more time in the evenings to actually consume the content, which was interesting. So he saw that, that uh, old behavioral changes during the COVID period. Let's see, let's see if that will remain or maybe though people will come back to to it but uh, i i had actually another question which uh, when you mentioned about about all the creation of of the content and i understand that it takes time it takes some experience do you actually repurpose that content because if the video is made uh, with all the energy with all the effort which goes into it it would be it would be actually probably silly right like just to put it there once and that's it do you repurpose the content no. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something for me to learn from you then. <laughs> no, I don't. And I tell you, like, if it's a long video, so my webinars, of course, I repurpose, right? Because I do a one-hour webinar, so I can create, you know, 10 uh, short videos, from it, if not even more. But when I create, so now I am targeting to produce one minute and less videos. So I think it's a bit difficult because it's one message, right? I think it's a bit difficult to repurpose it. What I mean, Basim, Basim, by repurposing, I mean reusing that content. So if you're taking that particular video, are you going to use it again sometimes in the future? I'm not doing it, no. But I, I do it for clients. We do it for clients. The thing is today, if you posted something today, you could post it again in three months' time because people would forget, you know, even if people engage on that piece of content, they're going to forget what they saw three months from now. And even if they, if they saw it, they're not sure if they saw it exactly the same. So you could literally post it again in three months time, exactly the same piece of content. And users are not gonna go to your LinkedIn, just scroll down forever to see if they consumed it or not. Now, if it's a video and you posted it, for example, on your Instagram, 
you're not probably going to post it again because Instagram is like a, like a calendar in a way that people, if they scroll down, then maybe they'll see it again. So maybe it doesn't look good unless you change the, the format of it. So now you and I, we put the top header and a, and a bottom footer, right? So if you change the colors and the, and the title of it, of course, then, yeah, you can repurpose it. And I think repurposing it as well comes into repurposing it into different formats. So what you do, for example, you take that piece, you create it as a video, you create it as a podcast, you could create it as well as a, as a text format. But I, don't, I personally don't do it yet. I do it only with the webinars. No, I, I understand it uh, in, a, in a terms of the, the longer, longer content, like a webinars or some seminars, obviously that, that, that begs that you know, repurposing. But actually, I think, I think you also can think about the other people who are getting on your LinkedIn because as you're growing with your audience, your audience, which is new, have not seen that content. So you can actually easily take it again and, and put it there because the LinkedIn algorithm works usually the way that it will not show the content to all your audience anyway. And you know, you know more, better than I do you know, how the social media algorithms work, that uh, they basically just creating, creating certain uh, test group of people, they're showing it to them, and based on how that content performs, they're showing it more and more people, and that's how the virality probably works, right? So, so I think that's, uh, that's the thing which uh, I, would, I would feel, and I do it all the time. I don't, I don't use it just once. I do, I do use my content approximately three times usually three to four times even, and it's span of usually one and a half to two months. So that's, that's how I work with, with the content. That's, uh, yeah, that's a great way of doing it. And it makes a lot of sense because then you're not spending a lot of time just creating. Uh, Basim, is there anybody on uh, LinkedIn from the, you know, the whole wide spectrum who you uh, could consider as somebody who you like to follow or, or you see like the content which, uh, which that particular person is putting, like somebody, I would call it LinkedIn guru. Do you have, do you have anyone, anyone like that? Yes, I have few and uh, I have them for different purpose. So um, some of them that I follow. So for example, do you know Shay Rawbottom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Shay, she has a, uh, yeah. I mean, she teaches that basically. And she has like, uh, I don't know, 200,000 plus followers. And she talks a lot about uh, specifically how to create LinkedIn videos. So she shares a lot of tips on that. I mean, that's what she does literally for a living. So she produces a lot of content on that. And what I like as well about her is that uh, first she adds value in terms of creating pieces of content. And second, I like the delivery. So how she delivers and she kind of produces short films, if you will. Right. So not only us standing in front of a camera, but she sits, you know, here and there and there and different backgrounds. And you know what I mean? She creates literally films. So she puts a lot of energy. So I get ideas from her. Uh, I follow people like Tony Robbins, for example, right. Uh, for the delivery and public speaking bit, you know what I mean? So I follow different people for different purposes. I follow, for example, people like Dan Locke. Uh, I follow people like Gary Vee because they give me different ideas that will help me, uh, first of all, get motivated and start producing better kind of content, better type of content. And uh, they kind of push me as well uh, to, you know, to grow the community. So different people, different, uh, I would say different purposes. Yes, for sure. Okay. You? 
Yeah, I have I have few I have few people as uh, Andy Andy Foot is one one of the guy. He is uh, very good in producing content. He just recently started with his own podcast as well. He's been on uh, on LinkedIn forever. And there are some other people who are actually uh, I I had a chance to talk to them and interview them for our podcast. So and there will be coming up uh, some some new ones which uh, which I have people who wrote the books about LinkedIn. And they, they do really good uh, good stuff on LinkedIn. That they researching LinkedIn from the perspective of what we can do um, in terms of you know all different functionalities of LinkedIn hashtags, you know different kind of posting videos, things like that. But basically, you mentioned I like Gary Vee. I, I listen to him a lot uh, because I think he likes LinkedIn as well. He feels that LinkedIn is really a good platform which still pushes organically content, so you don't need to pay. Uh, different from, for example, uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram, right? Like where you, if in order to get some traction there, you really need to put some money in in the bank <laughs> before you can get some some something out of it. So, who would you think that, um, from your perspective, and you dealing with a lot of clients in your agency, obviously, who you normally introduce LinkedIn to? Uh, type of client you know, size, who would you, who would you think that it, it, LinkedIn would be beneficial for? Man, I mean, honestly, LinkedIn is, it could be for everyone because you today as, uh, as, an, as an individual, today you are on LinkedIn and wearing a hat, but you are the same user that is on Instagram and you are the same user that is on TikTok and Snapchat and whatever, right? I behave you know, one way on LinkedIn and I behave a different way on, on uh, Instagram, but I'm the same user consuming two or three platforms. So it could be literally for anybody and everybody. So, uh, but today I'm not going to tell a, a client that sells, uh, that is an e-commerce platform, for example, that sells clothing to put their brand on LinkedIn. I wouldn't do that. Why? Because LinkedIn is the most expensive social media channel today. And most probably us as users, when we are on LinkedIn, we are there for an objective and we have a certain period of time to be on LinkedIn. I am there on LinkedIn personally to add value, to create meaningful conversations and to learn from people like you, from people like whatever. If I see a Gary Vee post, I consume it quickly, right? So I'm there for a short period of time versus if I am on Facebook, I know that I'm there to waste my time. I'm not there for an objective. I'm just there to relax, right? You sit on your bed and you just scroll and then you there, you just wasted one, two hours of your time. So there I would tell clients, yeah, put your clothing because I'm there and, and my mindset that I'm not there to work. I'm there to just to waste my time. So I would probably click on your uh, nice dress and I go onto the, your e-commerce shop and I spend whatever, two, three minutes consuming your product. So I advise more the B2B clients to be on LinkedIn and clients like for the, for example, the ones that we have into recruitment, into training, into uh, team building, uh, you know, such clients, it makes a lot of sense to be on LinkedIn. But you know what, if you have the budget, it can be literally for anybody and everybody because, and one last point on that, today we know that a user starts trusting a brand and then later on buying from a brand when they see multiple impressions of that brand, correct? So even if you're an e-commerce platform and you put your LinkedIn ad on LinkedIn, that's another impression that users see of your brand. Okay. What are the common mistakes you see people making on LinkedIn? 
Oh man, <laughs> a lot, I'd, I'd say. I, mean, I don't want to be negative, but I see a lot of mistakes. First of all, from producing, I would say not a good quality content. Um, and I think that affects your image today. And we know in our groups, because we are into groups and then we engage together and stuff like that. We know that some people in our groups, they don't create good quality content. And I give them person, personal feedback, like site feedback, right? Private feedback uh, from you know, sitting in front of the camera, putting the camera at the right angle. Because if you put it low, your nose is gonna look too big. As an example, you know, small things that we know. Uh, that's one, standing too far from the camera, um, we know that some of our friends, it's very difficult to understand the accent. So in this case, put subtitles, uh, you know, use good light. Don't put the light behind you because then it becomes very difficult. You know, small tips here and there. Don't create long videos on LinkedIn because we know that long videos do not work on LinkedIn. So a few, a few things here and there. Uh, and then I think the biggest mistake that I see people doing is that they are liking and that's, you know, I think that is actually the post that got me the most engagement. And I, the title of the post, do not like, yeah, or, or like or whatever that is. And I see most people on LinkedIn, they like. And liking on LinkedIn doesn't help you. You need to comment on LinkedIn and start engaging and creating these meaningful conversations for you to become more visible, for you to start adding value, right? And this is where you start benefiting. I mean, there's a list, man. I have a list. I can, I can pull it up and just share it. But I think uh, if I would say, if you create content, like, don't be shy. Like, I come to you because you've been producing. You've been behind the camera for, I don't know how many, how many years you've been behind the camera of it? Close to 20. Close to 20. I've been personally behind the camera and selling that service for seven years, right? Uh, but I create, I've been creating videos for, let's say, one, two years. So you have 10 times more experience than me standing behind a camera. So you know a lot more than I do. And I come to you. I mean, we know that. I come to you and I ask you for questions. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? How do you smile? That was my biggest challenge. How do you become more natural? How do you look more natural? And that's what I tell people. Do not be shy. Just come and ask. I've been creating now videos for two years. Come and ask me. You know what I mean? So if you're creating content, ask the people that are better here than you. Don't, don't be shy. One. Second, do not like, just start engaging on LinkedIn. Don't sit and consume content without doing anything. Start engaging. And of course, man, it depends on the objective. Why are you on LinkedIn? There are people, they are on LinkedIn maybe to learn something, right? But not necessarily to grow a community or, uh, you know, grow their business like you and I are doing. Yeah, interesting, interesting point, definitely. And uh, I could add to it only... Uh, just Liverpool won the, the Premier League uh, last week. I don't know if you're following football, but uh, oh. their the hymn is actually, you'll never walk alone. And that's, that's actually quite, quite uh, interesting, interesting because, you know, you're never alone, really. You have friends around you who can give you feedback, who can tell you, uh, you know, some, this is what you do, this is what you shouldn't do, or, or maybe you can improve here and here. And if you have these trusted friends around you, and I think we all have those, it's, you know, we are growing together. And that's, that's really the beauty, beauty of it. And, you know, we were talking about it just prior to our recording discussion about, you know, tips and here, you know, back and forth. It wasn't just like me giving tips to you, but you were, you were giving some feedback to me, which is, which is very valuable. And I think, I think it's really, I appreciate, I appreciate that very much. So anyway, before we wrap up, 
what would be the, the one tip you would give to anybody who is just starting on LinkedIn? Um, starting, yeah, I would actually split that because starting to do what on LinkedIn? What is the objective? Imagine somebody's coming to you and say, oh, I want to start on LinkedIn. I've heard that LinkedIn is a great platform. I want to start on LinkedIn. What would be your tip you know, to that particular person? Yeah, and before I give them a tip, I think I ask them you know, the question, like, what is your objective? Because today, my objective and your objective is, and we discussed that offline, we have two objectives, growing our community, so helping our business, and second, helping others, helping the community. So you and I create added value content all the time. We share tips and we create conversations online by us adding value to others. One, that's one. Second, you and I, by creating such added value content, we are getting business out of it. So these are our objectives. If that's your objective, then as I mentioned, start documenting, creating good pieces of content, video if you can, and if you're comfortable with that. And the most important part is to engage on LinkedIn. Seriously, if you're creating only content, you're not going to see amazing results. You see, start seeing amazing results by engaging. What we mentioned, right? Go and talk to, just reply. Then don't reply, well done or well said or whatever it is. Create a conversation. And that's where you start being more valuable. So if you are for that objective, if you're on LinkedIn for that objective, then yes, create content, document content, and create conversations. If you're there uh, to find the job, that's a different objective. If you're there as a recruiter, that's a different objective. If you're there just to learn from others, that's a different objective. I mean, I can cover all of those, but I think, and I see you talking about this as well, have a profile that tells who you are, right? And about the description, don't say I am a CEO because that doesn't mean anything. Don't say that I'm a salesperson, doesn't mean anything. Create a, a, a sentence around it. And that's something that I got from you the other day, feedback from you. So my tagline or my description was, I help you, that was my tagline, right? I help you grow your revenues with, with the proven marketing tactics. So you told me maybe better to mention, instead of you, mention your target audience. So I changed it to, I help marketing managers or marketing heads grow their revenues, et cetera. So I think that's important. The second most important, have a, a decent, or not decent, I don't want to say decent, have a, um, a profile picture that matches your personal brand. <clears throat> I don't want to say wear a shirt. <clears throat> you can wear a t-shirt, but it's important that matches your brand. One of the people in our group, I, I actually asked her, like, hey, why do you have this picture? Is that an objective for you to have this picture? <clears throat> Sorry. Because the picture that she has was actually a picture taken from another picture that she had that she probably she was, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know how many years old. So the picture, profile picture on LinkedIn looks extremely blurry and it looks like she took it from another picture and you cannot, you can barely see her. So, I mean, just take a just stand behind the wall and take a good picture. You know what I mean? These small things. So have a good profile first and don't, uh, LinkedIn is not Facebook. So it's not a dating platform. Don't do these stupid things on, on I don't want to say stupid. I, I take it back. But don't do these acts on LinkedIn. If you're there, be professional. It's a professional platform. Uh, and, and remember one thing. What do you want to be known for? I think that is the most important. What do you want to be known for? 
do you want to be that person that is sharing jokes and news? Or do you want to be that person that is really adding value and remember that you are, you know, a marketing specialist or, you know, a LinkedIn specialist? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be remembered for? Keep that in mind. Yeah, uh, very interesting point. I think we could we do carry on and on for many, many hours, but uh, we have certain limited time and uh, the time is about to finish. So before we go, I would like to ask you, where can people find you? Where can uh, learn a little bit more about, about you? Can you can you direct them? LinkedIn. I mean, my name is Basim Saber. You can just type it and probably the, the LinkedIn URL is linkedin.com forward slash in. I think it starts with in. Yes. forward slash Basim dash Sabit or Basim Sabit. I can, I can uh, put it up for you. Uh, but I think that's the, that's the best way. And if you want to check my, uh, my agency, it's uh, we are igloo. So we, you and I, we are igloo.com. So we are igloo, I-G-L-O-O.com. And I can add to it that uh, Basim is actually creating a lot of webinars, uh, free stuff as well, which you can go to and you can actually get better in a digital marketing because Basim is really absolutely fantastic digital marketer here in Dubai. We know each other for many, many years uh, and I couldn't really vouch for him. I've been part of his, uh, his seminars and webinars as well. So I really like, like what, he, what he does and he's creating a lot of value on LinkedIn. So obviously, please go and check his, uh, his uh, uh, you know, website and obviously his LinkedIn. Thank you very much, Basim, that you find the time to talk to us here on LinkedIn Smart. And I hope to see you here very soon as well. Yes. Thanks, Vitek. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe to our LinkedIn Smart podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thank you and see you next time. Be LinkedIn Smart. LinkedIn Smart Podcast was brought to you by Square Motion, a video marketing agency in Dubai. Need an engaging LinkedIn video? Go to squaremotion.me.